0: How can we hear God when we are suffering? Does God leave us in a storm? How can we endure pain through loss? These questions will be answered and so much more, so stay with us. My guest today is Kim Clark. She's the author of Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze. Kim Thanks for joining me today. Give me a victory story. I mean, one where you know there is somebody maybe in jail who just there was no no hope in their life. How did you present to them to help them understand that that there is victory in Christ?
1: What a great question, Nancy. I, I can tell you oh, thousands, but <laughs> I'll try to just limit to a few. At one at one time, I, right before COVID, I spoke to the entire inmate population at a very large county jail in Florida, and I had it. It was so powerful. I mean, it it was amazing. Even the guards were affected by it. And at the end, I had all the inmates stand and we prayed the prayer of salvation together out loud. And it was three hundred voices reverberating off the concrete walls. And I I swear I heard chains drop. Like it was un. Real And it was people were coming, coming to me and saying, I I can't believe this is life changing. Uh, And I was signing books. And even the relatives of those in attendance were finding me on social media and saying, you don't understand what an impact you had on my sister, my wife, my daughter's life, because the truth you spoke of the saving and and the knowledge and the peace that comes through Jesus. And through that. So then COVID happened, of course the prisons and the jails were in lockdown and then the jail this same jail opened up for like one month and i was able to go back in and speak so they have a discipleship program as well so i would speak to the intake dorm as well as the maximum security dorm and sometimes even in lockdown which is solitary confinement but i was in the intake dorm again they had a christian program there if you were a christian you get disciples i had about 20 women in there and one of the women at the end said and she was incarcerated for um, the murder of her husband. And she said, I was in attendance when you spoke and you shared the gospel to all of us. At that moment, I accept Jesus Christ and my life is forever changed. And I want to thank you. And I was like, oh, my God.
0: That's when you know. That's when you know, when you know, when you know, right? That, that, that it, you know that the Holy Spirit is just working through you to, to grab hearts and minds for through Jesus, so that's wonderful, great story. So, I, as, I,
1: tons of them, but yes, it's yeah. incredible. See what God's doing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, as Christ, as Christians, we know that Jesus said that there will be trials, but to look to Him during the fiercest storms. Mm. So, how can someone today stay focused on these times of uncertainty? And we know they're uncertain. Because we can see what the news brings to us. And there are people that are very, you know, they're on edge, maybe having anxiety. And this is a very bad storm. What, can, what kind of hope can you bring?
1: Absolutely. I, and that's so true. Because whatever we focus on gets bigger. So if we focus on our trials or the difficulties or the problems in the world, they get bigger than our God. If we focus on our God, our God gets bigger than our trials, the situation, the unrest that we're in, and this was just huge, especially with COVID and now we have the Ukraine. We have this unrest. We've had a lot of trials and and things going on that are really deep heart issues. They've kind of hurt our heart in so many ways, and we've we've had to go through the grieving process. And I I really feel in our culture that we don't know how to grieve properly we don't know how to walk through that you know the the denial the bargaining the the um sadness the depression the anger that those are all natural and how to go to god in each of those stages what happens is, if you don't go to god you get stuck Mm -hmm. you get stuck in one stage so you can get stuck in anger or sadness or bargaining or denial before you get to acceptance i remember i i'm divorced i was divorced with my first husband And uh, my husband now and I've been married for, oh gosh, it'll be 14 years. And we have another child. So we have a 20-year-old who was that 13-year-old who left, who we've since reconciled. And everything's, God's just really blessed that relationship. But I now have, well, we also have an 11-year-old son. But through all that is trusting in God through the most... the, the darkest storms is being able to lift our gaze and focus on our God. And people say, Okay, well, great, that's great, that's a great words, but how do you do that? Yes, and really being uh, immersed in the Word of God that is so powerful. I have read the Bible every day. Actually, I read the Bible once a year, so every day I'm reading scripture, I'm immersing myself in it. And I've done that for 17 years now, mm-hmm. and I pick a different version every year, and I tell the ladies either they're incarcerated or the people that I speak to, you need to uh, be immersed in the word because that is your food. That is your spiritual manna. That's your food. If you don't have that, you're going to be hungry and you're going to be depleted. Just like if you don't eat and there's times of fasting and that's important, but if you don't eat or don't sleep, your body doesn't function well. Our body physically and emotionally and spiritually needs scripture, needs the word of God because we are all around us getting messages contrary to that so we need yes. scripture. i also encourage people worship is so important listening to worship music I, when i run when i walk when i write i have my earbuds in and i am listening to worship music and and also surrounding yourself with believers this is really important because we all have i call it the spiritual roller coaster we have those highs those mountain highs we have those valleys and we need we need we need other believers around to battle the spiritual warfare that's going to come against us, especially when we're stepping out in Christ as leading a ministry. There's going to be an attack. So that's normal and that's healthy. And unfortunately that happens, but God is in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. And God is there. And people think, oh, wow, well, this is hard. God must not be in it. And I was like, no, to the contrary, God is in it. He's making it hard. So you go to Him. So you come and so you grow through this because God wants you to grow and to become a stronger Christian so you can lead others to Him. That's the whole end game is for us to be a light for others to bring them to Christ.
0: So the principle of, of this it would be somebody's standing in the deepest water
1: or floating, because it's so deep, and it's, they can't touch, it's abyss, maybe it's there, maybe there. and that's the thing is, if you're, you're floating, and if you can't touch, and if, you know, at 10 feet, you can't touch at 20 feet, 100 feet, 10 million, or 1,000 feet, 10,000 feet, it's the same depth, but that same God has us, no matter the depth, no matter the ways, no matter the difficulties, and we all have to pass through those deep waters, we don't get out of this life trial free, I have a a great, um, you know, monopoly card for the chance, get out of jail free. We don't get that. We don't get a get out of trials free card. We don't, no one does. So I think for us, we're like, oh, if we just follow God, everything's perfect. No, quite the contrary. It's actually going to be difficult. And I wish I had that um, training when I first became a Christian to go, hey, look, this is going to be tough. And this is what you do when it's tough. You're going to go to God. He's going to be there for you. You're going to get on your knees. You're going to get other believers. You're going to become transparent and get other people to pray for you. And it's going to be hard. And that's what I tell the ladies when I speak to them at the jails and the prisons going, you all are now a family. You are now all sisters in the the family of God. And so you now need to undergird each other and pray for each other out loud. You now need to help each other. You see someone struggling, you need to go over and pray for them. You now have to undergird and protect each other. And that's, as Christians, we need to do that, whether they were inside or outside of incarceration. We need to undergird our brothers and sisters. Sometimes when we're sinned against, we're like, oh, you know, we become offended and we cut that person off. And instead I, I challenge Christians, you know, pray for them. Ask God to show you what how he sees them and pray for them
0: so let me ask you this question when did god break the chain in your life so that when you prayed to him you saw him working
1: oh my gosh what a great question and actually for me when i i became saved and I, I grew up catholic so i thought i was good and as there's, there's a lot of Catholics that are saved, I mean no disrespect, but I grew up Catholic. I have nuns among seniors in my family, the Italian Catholic, a um, beautiful background, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I wasn't immersed in the word. I knew him. I went to church every Sunday. I prayed every day, but I didn't have that personal relationship. And it was after experiencing going through my divorce, I had a Christophany where I saw Jesus. In my uh, living room, and it was a very difficult time uh, in our my first marriage and I had at seven my daughter was seven months old at the time and it was it was scary it was a really scary time and I remember praying to god going i 've tried everything to make this marriage work i 've tried everything i I need i, I, I don 't know what else to do and i as clear as, uh, as clear as day in my living room, not this living room but another one, I see Jesus and Uh, the the purity emulating from every essence and cell of his body was, and I've traveled the world. I've seen, uh, I've traveled almost in every continent except uh, Australia and Antarctica. I've I've seen incredible things. There, there is nothing. There's nothing that can compare the the holiness, the, the beauty, just emulating just from his, presence is enough. To, it just took my breath away. I remember falling on the ground going, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy. And I hear it was, I, again, I hear as clear as day, do you accept my son as your Lord and savior? And I was like, yes. I, I, it, so it, it convicted me that every part of me is sinful and every part of Jesus is holy and purity. purity. And it also convicted that if, when I accepted him, I received that covering over all of my sin over all of my imperfection over all when people say, Oh, you did this wrong. This happened. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know what I did and praise God. I have a savior who covers me because I'd be out of luck right now. Cause I can't get there on my own in my work. So I, when I received Jesus as my Lord and savior, that changed my life completely. I was completely transformed. I remember my, even my parents saying, you know, I thought this was just going to be a phase. I thought this was just,
0: gonna- <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think that when you first come to the Lord,
1: yeah. They're like, yeah, this is going to wear out. This is like the exercise phase. Eventually this, and my, <laughs> my, and my, my, my mom said, I, I thought for sure. And, and, and I, I want to just encourage you. I've never seen this transformation. You, you have, this has been completely you. And I was working, I was running a worldwide um, prior to being I had a seven month old. So I was on still maternity, I had some leave and I had uh, Ran a worldwide sales division for a software company, and I was like, You know what I have made millions and millions of dollars for man and for the shareholders i 'm now working for your kingdom and yes. that 's what work, started working in missions, and then God had me start my own nonprofit and missions start me writing so it 's incredible what he can do to transform a life
0: you know it, it makes me think about you know how this happens to a lot of us who are in the corporate world. You know, we don't expect God to take us out, but we do. We go. And and at first we were like, what? I, <laughs> what are you doing, God? I, I had a salary here. What happened? But he happens to, he happens to take you out and, and he helps you to live. Uh, he gives you enough. He provides enough for you to live um, and gives you what you need. Um, to go through the things you need to go through, and so I'm I'm so happy to, that that you're talking about this today because, you know, somebody out there might be saying like, "Hey, you know, you know, I, I started following God, and now all this stuff's happening to me, and and I'm suffering, and I'm 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 in this deep water, and you know, I thought if I followed God, it would be a smooth ride. It it's not a smooth ride." Yeah. Amen. No,
1: and I think I think if we had that, like, I think if I was more prep with that. I remember one of my pastors saying, you know, when I first became saved, I, you know, got my little, uh, you know, got I thought I was going on vacation. I I I show up to the dock thinking I'm going on a cruise ship. I got my, you know, my little shorts on, my little Bermuda, uh, my Bermuda top on. I got my hat on. I show up and I expect to see a cruise ship with my little, you know, my bag to go on my trip. And I st- instead see a battleship. And that's exactly. What I, it is, it, it is a battle, and God, God's grace is sufficient. It is difficult, but He is there for us. He is the God of comfort. He is our, our Jehovah that we run to, that has everything that we need, that provides. And sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes He lets you through a season of difficulty so you grow because battle strengthens warriors. And if we are warriors for Christ, unfortunately, battles strengthen warriors. It's unfortunately yeah. part of the package. But the beautiful thing is that Samuel Rutherford says in the, in the cellars of affliction, that's where the father, our father, keeps our keeps his choicest wine, which is the word of God. And the sweet comfort that we receive through that. And it's when, in those cellars, because we wouldn't need it so badly. I've had so many people tell me, Kim, I love your faith. I love what you're doing. I, I love just being around you. You emulate so much joy. And I'm like, but you don't understand the fire I had to go through. Yes. So know that through that fire, incredible fruit will be born
0: and brought forth. Yes. And you you are really showing what God can do through someone who just obeys and listens. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So what three steps now we talked about you talked about um, uh the word prayer uh listening to music those are three things what three steps that someone can do right now this day to give them peace they need through difficult pain
1: absolutely great question the first thing i would tell them to do is obviously accept jesus as our lord and savior That that's a game changer right there. It's it's it and it's a very simple prayer. Just saying Jesus, I'm a sinner, I need you. Please come into my heart and my life. And that's that's it. And then the gauntlet's dropped. Then you're no longer uh, an enemy of God, but you are God. You you have the Holy Spirit in you, and God cannot forsake you. So it's it's a whole it's a whole game changer. You need that. That's that's a given. That can't do anything else about that the next thing I would tell them to do is get involved in a, in a strong local biblically based church and then become immersed in the Psalms if you're struggling read those Psalms over and over and over again because David is right there with us King David going this is horrible they're after my life it's horrific I, I, I don't know what to do but yet God you are good but yet, God, I praise you. But yet, God, you are my Lord and my Savior, my provider. I will praise you. And that's that's where we go to God going, okay, this stinks. You know what? I'm just going to praise you anyway. And and I encourage also we talked about the worship music for me that's so important for my husband he doesn't it doesn't do the same thing for him but for me I need I physically need it and then get I would also include encourage small groups to get involved in a small group they're a Bible study or a small group to get become transparent in a way that you're not and this is very careful when I people become transparent sometimes they're like let me tell you about everybody else's sin what they did
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Instead of like, okay, I'm, I'm experiencing a severe trial right now yeah. and my faith is wavering and I'm struggling and I need you to pray. Yes, there's a lot of crazy things going on over here, but I need help to focus on God and not on this tornado spinning over here in my deep storm. I need help. And I think that's really so important that you can, because I, I don't believe we have permission to talk about other people's sin. Unless you're part of the problem or solution, you're gossiping. So I, I believe that, and I struggle with someone sins against me. I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. This was horrible what they did. I need you to pray for me because this is really bad. And I'm struggling with unforgiveness. I'm struggling in bitterness. And forgiving is so, you didn't ask me about this, but I'm going to go on a little forgiveness t- t- here. T- rant here. Forgiveness is so important and um, I, it's funny i was in maximum security and i was speaking to this woman and she was and she it was her um, her son's father's mother so uh, had sinned very egregiously against her and she was incarcerated because of this woman and she said oh yeah i forgave her but she proceeded to tell me the whole story and everything and i was like wow i mean it was horrific what happened don't get me wrong i'm not downplaying what happened to the situation and of course I prayed for, her and I, I encouraged her. I said, I, I, I need you to forgive this woman. And she said, oh no, I, I forgave her. I said, ah, ah, if you've forgiven, you don't bring it up again. You don't speak to it about others. You don't replay the situation over and over in your mind. And you, you don't, um, you don't let, you don't hold it against them any future conversations, interactions. You do set boundaries. You, especially if someone has done this repeatedly, boundaries are set and you're like, you know what, but I'm not angry with you. I'm not gossiping about that. I'm not talking to you about about that. I'm not replaying it over and over again in my mind, but I have boundaries that are set. So forgiveness is huge. That is probably the biggest thing I think in our deep water, because usually we're in our deep waters and God allows sin to come up, to be sinned against. So we can, I, I don't say what, I don't want to say aloud, but he permits, because we're in a fallen world, he permits that. So we experience it in trials so we can go to him and become stronger, become a greater and brighter light for Christ. Please
0: pray for, our, before we close, would you pray for our, our listeners? Yes. I would
1: love to. I just feel that we need to do that. Thank you. Okay, good. Dear Lord, I lift up those that are hearing this call or hearing this podcast. I pray in Jesus's name, your Holy Spirit would pour down upon them. I pray you'd fill them, whatever is missing, where there is, pain, I pray you provide comfort where there is agony. I pray you provide relief where there is, uh, just, uh, health concern. I pray for healing. I pray Lord in Jesus' name, you would become real to them even more so that you would permeate their being and they would have the grace, the strength and the hope to lift their gaze, their Lord, their savior and the author, the perfecter of their faith, our Lord Jesus Christ, God, you are an amazing God. You are Jehovah Jesus. And we thank you in advance for the amazing things you're doing through us and in us. And I pray, Lord, that we would all have a heart of gratitude and look at all the amazing things you've done and not look at what we don't have, what we need or what we lack, But our focus would be on you because what we focus on gets bigger. And I pray this all in Christ Jesus's name.
0: Amen. Amen. And thank you so much for that wonderful prayer. It was so great that you were here. I know someone out there is going to hear exactly what God wants them to hear. And if you want to get her book, Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze, go to kimmclark.com and you can also get it on Amazon. You can get her book, her devotional, and it's also going to be available in Spanish. So thank you. Thank you for watching the call. We hope you learned more about Jesus through this video. You can have a relationship with Jesus, just invite him into your life. Repent of your sins, ask for forgiveness, and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Until next time, may the Lord be with you. For more information about this ministry, go to The Call with NancySabeto.com where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teaching.